Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Joe. She's a Midwest girl from Indiana, and she craves sunshine and warm temperatures. She really prefers the West Coast. She's a boudoir photographer and marketing strategist for creative entrepreneurs. But today we're talking specifically about how to grow and create more engagement on Instagram. Yeah. So if y'all remember not that long ago when we threatened you all with the deletion of our Instagram account, well, Joe was one of those amazing, amazing connectors who reached out and was like, Hey, instead of maybe doing that, can't you try all of these other marketing tips first? And so she gave us some really, really great advice in our DM. So we invited her on the show so she could give you that updated advice on growing authentically, what the deal is with stories how to like connect and build your brand and your audience and all that good stuff on Instagram for what's working right now. So get out your notes, get out your Instagram. We're getting into it today. Hey, Joelle, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you because this conversation actually started on Instagram about Instagram. And <laughs> I think that's the cool part about what's about to happen because if you guys missed it, a, a couple weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, I don't know. Sometime, what is time? What year is it? <laughs> we almost deleted our Instagram account with almost 40,000 followers. And at that time, you reached out. You said, you know what? I have some ideas on how to increase engagement. And I was well, like, and if you missed that story first, go back and listen. We did an entire oh, episode sure. on what our thought process was to why we wanted to do that and then ultimately why we didn't. But this is about like further conversations about. Yeah. So <laughs> when you reached out, I was just excited about your ideas, not only for us, but I know so many other people have been asking like, no one's seeing my content anymore. How mm -hmm. do I increase engagement? What can I do that keeps it fun and exciting and in the times? Because it's really easy to listen to what worked. And then especially if you're like taking a course, if it's six months outdated, like, it's not always relevant anymore. It's not always relevant. And that's important. So 
first of all, what made you reach out and tell me that you thought you knew what you're doing? (laughs) Um, Well, I will be honest and say that I definitely had to pump myself up first. (laughs) But yeah, I started following you guys, I think a couple years ago. And then I was definitely one of those who just stopped seeing your content somewhere along the way. And I think you mean when we stopped posting anything relevant, like probably, probably around I don't know. But you know, sometimes the algorithm is weird too. And like anytime you follow new accounts, they like pop up a lot. Yeah. They're at the top of the feed. And so I don't know if part of it was that or what it was, but when you guys shared that post on Instagram about how you almost deleted your account, it popped up for me. And I was like, Oh, I totally forgot about these girls. Um, I know. Well, now that you're back in my life, I never want you to leave. So, (laughs) but I just, I loved the transparency of it and how honest you guys were about it because a lot of people don't talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see this shift in, you know, on social media where people are becoming a little more vulnerable and mm-hmm. open about things. Mm-hmm. But it's still in those beginning stages where it feels a little awkward and we don't always know how to navigate it. So I saw that post and I was like, I'm totally on board for this. And then I think, Abigail, you may have been the one who like, you saw that I had shared it on my stories and you DM'd me and were like, hey, like, were you surprised by like, the fact that we got more engagement after we shared this. I was like, no, not at all. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just because it's like that kind of stuff is so refreshing to people. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited that it worked out for me to be able to share a few things. And I think it's funny, like talking kind of about the authenticity piece, I think like we all have heard that, right? Of just like be vulnerable, be yourself, share like, some of the shit and behind the scenes, like we get what that means. But I feel like sometimes, and I don't feel like we're the only ones who have this, sometimes like the level of what you would need to share to be vulnerable is a lot. Like in order to explain kind of like what's going on in your business or what's going on in your headspace or personal life. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes that in between of what to figure out how much do I let people in to protect my mental headspace, but also to like be a real person who sometimes like is stressed out about her job. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think a really good place to start with that because it is really tricky at first. Like it's a big deal, especially if you've never opened up your heart to your gram before. Yeah. But a really good place to start is one thing that I've noticed is a lot of really successful marketers who get a ton of engagement on their posts and um, just with their community, they have three to four go-to stories that tie in with their journey as an entrepreneur. So I'll give Jenna Kutcher as an example. She constantly talks about like her miscarriages. She'll talk about how she bought her $300 or $500 Craigslist camera and how that started everything. She talks about body positivity. And then she also talks about how having her new baby has impacted her business as a new mom. Mm-hmm. And those, she just kind of cycles through them like one at a time and they make her relatable to her audience. They like draw them in to like see her more as a person rather than just this big entrepreneur who's like, you know, way farther along than we think we can be sometimes. So I would say just start there. Like think of three to four different stories that have to do with your journey as an entrepreneur. Like maybe there was a fork in the road, a turning point that got you to where you are. It could Mm -hmm. be a personal experience that has helped shape you. Different things like that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, and I think the cool (laughs) part about that is those stories don't necessarily all have to be 
super vulnerable. Like they don't have to be like things that hurt or things that suck. Like they could be things that just make you seem human or Mm -hmm. showcase your interests. So I think the way that translates across different business types can be completely different. Like for some people, it's not going to make sense for you to ever cry on your Instagram. (laughs) Um, But I have cried on mine and don't make a habit of it. Like um, (laughs) I'm a very ugly crier. So let's not get into that. But I uh, cry about everything. I could cry cry right now. I could cry on demand. It's just a lot of emotions. Uh, That's an impressive skill to me. I could never do that. (laughs) I could definitely do that, but that's, I almost, I was like, I could be an actress. Just, <laughs> I could just cry all the time. <laughs> just cry your way into the industry. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're like stuck on what those stories could be, do you have any ideas for how to brainstorm where we might start with that? Sure. Yeah. So I'll give you an example of what one of mine is because it's like a pretty simple way of It's not super vulnerable. It's just a point that got me to where I am now. My junior year of college, there was this moment where I call it my fork in the road, where I was sitting on the couch with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. And when I first started studying in college, my end goal was to create my own magazine. By the time I graduated, it was something I did in high school. I wanted to come back to it, but I was also getting into photography at the time. And by my junior year of college, I was being referred to all these different events and senior photos and you name it. And it felt like I was being pulled in a completely different direction. And so I had this moment, this one night on the couch with Lyndon, and I'm just like talking to him about it, trying to figure out what to do. And I'm finally just like, okay, you know what, God, I'm going to give this to you. We're going to go the photography route and just not look back. And ever since that moment, like I've been able to do so many different things in my photography career that I never would have been able to if I hadn't just said yes. Mm -hmm. So that's like a story that was like a really strong turning point for me and my business. It got me to where I am today, but it's not super vulnerable. Like there weren't any tears that were shed. Like I didn't have to have an uncomfortable conversation with anybody. I wasn't in debt, like nothing like that. And so it can be as simple as that. Does that help? No, for sure. Yeah. Well, because I think people think it has to be that like super tearful, vulnerable message. And like, they look at their lives and they're like, I don't have anything where I could share. But I Mm -hmm. truly think like, if you pinpoint like, why did you start? When did you start? Where are the circumstances around that? And of anything, right? Your health journey or your business or motherhood or whatever it may be. I think there's something there Mm -hmm. that is relatable for Mm -hmm. other people. Well, and sometimes it's as simple as like just sharing the same the same type of content again, that's just around the same storyline. So like the fact that I share what groceries I buy every week may sound super random, (laughs) but I did it enough that people like get upset if I don't do it. Like they'll be like, what are you eating this week? I need ideas for dinner. What are you eating? (laughs) Like chill out people. You will survive without me. There's this thing called Pinterest. It has way more (laughs) resonance than I do. I promise. Well, and speaking of that, I think one of the keys that makes those stories even more successful is when that content is shareable. So talk about how we create shareable content. 
Yes, I can totally do this. Okay, so this is one of my new favorite things to like tell people that they should be doing on Instagram. You can also do it on Facebook, but since we're talking about Instagram, that's what avenue we're going to discuss. <laughs> so shareable content is exactly what it sounds like. It's basically content that your audience is so excited about that they naturally begin sharing it for you. You don't ask them to do it. It's just something that they feel connected to. And so they're more naturally drawn to post it on their stories or send it to their friends and DMs. Kind of like that post that I found you guys with again, that became a really large piece of shareable content for you guys. And part of it for that example is because it was a very transparent story that drawed people in. However, it doesn't always have to be that way, like we're saying. So another way that you can do this is you could make memes out of your photos. So if you are a wedding photographer, that's a pretty good example that we'll go with right now. If you have different photos of maybe they're behind the scenes photos of you working at a wedding or some of your favorite wedding photos, if you make memes out of them and then post them in like a carousel on your Instagram, a lot of other wedding photographers who keep up with you will be able to relate with those and they'll get a laugh out of it and they'll want to share it on their stories and send it to their friends. Another way that you can do this is if you have a Twitter account then you can take your tweets and take a screenshot of them. And then you can either just upload them as is, or you can overlay them onto like a colored background on your story and save it and then crop it and then post it. <laughs> um, there's like a little bit to it, but it's really helpful because people love posting quotes. So if you have something that's <clears throat> like a tough love kind of a post, or maybe it makes somebody laugh, or maybe it educates them, then those are really good pieces of content that people will want to share to their stories. And then if you don't know how to check those analytics, basically on your posts, you can say view, like there's a part that says view insights, and you can click that to see how many people are sharing and how many people are saving. Mm -hmm. You can also, like, since we're on the Twitter train, if you have a blog, um, you can take different excerpts from your blog and post them as tweets and then embed those tweets into that same blog post so that you're driving traffic to both places. You could create story templates. So if there's like unique designs or challenges that really resonate with your brand and it's a way that you can bring the rest of your community in on, then, you know, just create a custom template and post it to your stories. You can be the first one to start the challenge so they can kind of get an idea of how it goes and then post a blank one and save it to a highlight so that people can come back to it. So those are just I love those. Ideas. Those like Mad Lib challenge things mm -hmm. where you yes. fill out your own. Those are my favorite. I feel like they're the Facebook posts used to be where it's yeah. like copy paste this and put your stuff in it. But People it feels less like, spammy. For that, yes. <laughs> over it. But on Instagram, they're like, I'll post gifts on my thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's cool. <laughs> no, I think that's so great. And it's really powerful uh, with that shareable content. Now, I do want to give like a caveat. If you are sharing things that are shareable, I really urge you to come up with your own content for this. Yes, It's really easy to think, I'm just going to steal this quote from this book mm -hmm. and post it. And Sometimes it does well, but a lot of times people see through that and it doesn't feel as good and it doesn't do as well. It won't perform as well. And then the last thing I want you to do is look like you're trying to steal someone else's actual like. Well, and if you're going to share, like share from their 
think their story, that little airplane icon thing, because it yeah. tags them and it like lets them know. And then people can click through to that account. Like, yeah, I will right. share other nicely. I will share other people's posts on my stories all the yeah. time with the little airplane icon. Yeah. But I don't like reposting other people's graphics on my feed personally. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because I mean, when we're talking about authenticity, you're not really staying fully authentic mm-hmm. if you're using someone else's work. So thinking of like the long-term game, because yes, like there's shortcuts per se, but that's not going to give you sustainability in the long run. So right. if you're thinking of the long-term game, then definitely be using your own original quotes and designs um, and things like that. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the part that's new-ish to me, and I honestly think it's new-ish to Instagram, and so people aren't even realizing that if you do it, Instagram gives you kudos and shares your stuff, but the encouraging, like the saving posts, the like, yes. why, well, I mean, I know why, but I'm curious what you think about saving them and why you think it's helping people be seen more. So saving basically shows Instagram that people are taking a more intent interest in your content. And one of the best ways that you can encourage people to save your posts is by educating them or by giving them something to laugh about or encouraging them. Those are kind of like the top three things where like there's a lot of psychology behind communication where if you can make somebody laugh, if you can like tie emotion into it, or if you can give them something with logic and reason, then they're much more likely to pay attention. Yeah, so I'm pulling up to can... see like what I've been saving, like <laughs> where does that fall into? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're thinking about the content that you're sharing on your feed, think of those three different categories and ask yourself, okay, what I'm about to post, does it educate? Does it encourage? Does it make them laugh? Is it something that's going to be able to resonate with my audience and like give them value? Like I know you guys are really big on giving and you know, not like, yes, we run a business and like we have to make money obviously, but not going so far as to being a heartless soul about it, you know? And so you can do that really well with what you post on Instagram. So educating is a really good way to start. So let's say that you are a florist. Some different posts that come to mind is maybe you say like, oh, what kind of flowers are seasonal? So if you're having a spring wedding, what flowers do you want to take advantage of? I think peonies are like a spring flower. And so that might be a good one to like take advantage of because you can't get it the rest of the year. Or you could do a post about, like, here's what the process is working with me from start to finish. You could do like a time lapse of you putting together bouquets, different things like that. So it draws people into what the experience is like with you. And it also educates them about what they're getting when they book with you. But yeah, saving is just really big because it shows Instagram that you are a like more intent interest for the people who are saving. And the more people that save your posts, the more Instagram is going to push that same content out in front of other right. people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I save a lot of quotes and memes, it turns yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, and I think everyone treats it a little bit different. When I started saving posts, I got a little frustrated because I had been what I would say curating things on Pinterest for a long time. And I actually use save much like I used to use Pinterest. Me too. 
and for like so, recipes and tutorials and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have like a whole recipes one. I have like different rooms of like inspiration for when I build my dream house someday. I have a lot of house stuff on there. <laughs> I mean, everyone is treating it a little bit different, but if you were thinking back to back in the day when people blogged a lot more and then you were trying to create something that people would want to like repin, like it's the same concept for Instagram. The main difference is instead of like having a graphic that's promoting the thing where they have to click over to it, it's almost like you have to have it in the post itself. Um, I will say there are some exceptions to the rule. Like I will save pictures of food that it might not have the recipe in it, but I know I can find the recipe if I can see the image. And I will go searching for the link if I have saved it, but some people won't. So like maybe you put the whole recipe in the post. I'm not, and that's just one specific example. I save a lot of stuff that I want to buy. Like I'll come back to, and like, I don't have time, but I got served a really good ad or I see this product or whatever. I have clothes, gift ideas. And then like, gosh, with the holidays around the corner, you have so much opportunity to be like, build your Christmas wish list or build your list for friends and family, save it to your thing so you can come back when you're shopping. Um, yeah. That's know. super smart. I love it. So I feel like a lot of this so far has been like, you know, serving our audience, being authentic, getting stuff saved. Can we switch gears to talk about how we actually grow the damn thing? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shareable content is a great way to like get other people to grow for you, of course. But like we all know, there's a lot of work that we have to get in and do ourselves too. And sometimes that means searching different locations. So geotags of people that you want to connect with in certain areas, Mm -hmm. looking for people who you think could be ideal clients for you and, you know, connecting with them, maybe engaging with some of their posts, giving them a follow, sending them a DM. If you really liked something that they posted on their story or their last photo, just really like being genuine about it too. I want to make sure I like put that out because like a lot of people are like, yeah, you can grow your account by like following all these different people. And like, Sure, you can, but eventually Instagram's going to catch on mm-hmm. and it's not going to serve you very well. So make sure that you're staying genuine about it too. And okay, I'm going to tell you a story real quick that ties really well into this because I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I love her songs, but more than her music, I'm obsessed with how she markets herself. Yes. And there is a story of how in the early stages of her career, she hosted a meet and greet that was only supposed to be 13 hours. But it turned into 17 hours because she wanted to take the time to be able to connect with every single person that was there. There were 13 hour meet and greet. Yeah, that turned into 17. It's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> like, I would be so tired. Like, give me all the espresso shots, please. But she took those extra four hours to connect with every single fan that was there. And there were 3,000. And because she did that, she ended up reaching 100,000 people because those people felt so thought of, so appreciated. They got their hug, their picture was Taylor, that they went and told all of their friends and family about it. And so, no, you don't have to spend 17 hours a day 
on your Instagram connecting with people, but the concept of it is the same. Like just Mm -hmm. make sure that you are connecting with people who are DMing you go the next step of, you know, when they send you a message that's like a response to your stories or it's a compliment or saying how you've been an inspiration to them or whatever after you say thank you or respond to what they were DMing you about, go ahead and ask them a question. Be like, so how's your day going? What's it like over in your neck of the woods? And establish that genuine personal one-on-one connection with them because that will go so much further. They'll like, not everyone does that. So that stands out. Yeah. I think another way is just like tying into client experience too, because a lot of times the clients that you're working with can really become ambassadors for your brand. And if you're serving them well in your sessions or your time together, sending them handwritten thoughtful notes or surprise gifts, maybe you're surprising a couple with a date night or you send them like five or 10 bucks on Venmo for a surprise coffee on me today, like on a, you know, sad, gloomy Monday kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff stands out. And a lot of times they'll want to share about it on their Instagram and tag you. And so suddenly you're reaching their audience because of a thoughtful gesture that you made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I think we forget about the power of like, if you, cause I think that people get the concept of this, but they also get overwhelmed by how much time it truly takes to kind of build authentic relationships. But I think the piece we forget about is I feel like if you're putting a significant or a good amount of hours in at the beginning, like the efforts of that, it's like a domino effect, right? Mm -hmm. Where like, you don't have to continue doing like the multiple hours at a time. Like you still to maintain those connections. And I still want you like answering your DMS. If that's something that you set up is what you're going to do. But right that like trickle effect of other people starting to share and then just the culture being created that that's the type of account that you are. Like if you can start that off with a bang is really, really helpful. Well, and the part that maybe I think isn't necessarily being as talked about, you might realize it if you like genuinely start thinking about it, but while post content is relevant what's happening on your stories and the conversations happening that literally no one else can see is building your account faster because quite literally, and I know this sounds bizarre, but if you post stories that people connect with enough that they DM you and you respond and there's a conversation, then all of a sudden Instagram is like, oh, this person is highly valuable. Mm -hmm. They will literally show your stories to strangers on whatever the tab is, the explore, explore, Explore. (laughs) that's what it is. But I've had so many people who've been like, I just found you at random, like Instagram. Yeah. I needed to see who you were. And if you can keep that percentage of people who are watching your stories high, like I think the industry standard engagement rate is like 2%, but on my personal Instagram, I think I have, I don't know, on an average day, 30% of all my followers watch my stories. And that's huge. Like that's Mm -hmm. a really big percentage. And so when I start growing, like that stays consistently high. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a big reason why we thought about deleting our account because I wanted to almost start over Mm -hmm. because if Instagram sees that high level of engagement, where people are even just the watching from day to day, they're going to show you to more people. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like building momentum off of what you already have. And I think that's another thing a lot of people often forget is that 
you know, when you have a smaller following in the very beginning stages, everyone's so focused on like, how can I hit 10K? How can I hit 15? And like, you know, this, this, this. And like, yes, a swipe up is a very attractive tool. That's all I want 10K for. I just want swipe up. I don't give a shit about the 10K. (laughs) Right, exactly. Honestly, I can't handle that many DMs. So (laughs) (laughs) but that brings up another point too, because like a lot of people don't think about the extra responsibilities that something like that brings. Yes. Um, And so you've got to think about that. But also what I really want to hone in is that when you have a smaller crowd at the beginning, that is a perfect opportunity for you to be able to really build up your reputation and to be able to create that genuine one-on-one connection because you're going to be able to build momentum off of that. You're also going to be able to learn from your audience so much better because you don't have as many people DMing you or commenting. You can ask them like, what you need to do to give them an even better experience for you, even on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I'm loving all of your guys's like points too. There was another thing I just totally blanked on. Can we talk about stories a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I just want to give a couple of tips like for people to like get the most engagement out of their stories because the first thing (laughs) I do too, it's my jam. It's where I hang out like most of the time all day long. There's like a really good rule of thumb that if you're posting in some capacity on Instagram, you should be sharing like at least 12 times a day. And that can easily be done on stories. Mm -hmm. You obviously do not need to put 12 posts on your Instagram feed every day. That would be a bit much. No, we don't need to be overwhelmed. (laughs) But stories is a perfect part. But I think something that is super crucial is don't forget to add text to your stories. And I love that you guys have been doing this because 80% of your audience is not watching stories with sound on. And so yep. if you're not I'm putting text, yeah, and I am too. And I like work for myself, mm-hmm. like all of us do, but that doesn't mean that we're watching with sound on. And so if you're not adding text to your stories and you're leaving out 80% of your audience yep. from getting to know the offer or like that the value one of that you're my- giving them biggest pet peeves where I honestly think it's rude if you don't like it's so there are literally people who like are hearing impaired who would like to enjoy stories and don't like cannot hear you and then you're like literally ignoring people who are maybe watching at their day job or like at a time where it's supposed to be quiet and they just want to like see what's going on or for the love of god moms Like I watch my story and the second she hears sound and she's not even a baby anymore, but like, it's all over. She's like Mm -hmm. wanting to watch something else on my phone and like gets me distracted or I'm wanting to watch like, well, my husband's watching football, but like, I think it's so rude. If you do not caption your stories, Mm -hmm. truly, that is the hill I will die on. There are so (laughs) many accounts from like, I love what you're doing and the random times where I'll turn on volume just to hear what you're having to say. But if you never caption, like, I'm just not going to keep watching. Right. And that's when you start to lose people too. Yep. So I know one thing that gets a lot of people is they hear adding text to stories and they go, oh, but that's so much more time I need to take to yeah, add text. It. I mean, <laughs> but there's also an app called Clipomatic where it will automatically transcribe what you're saying. So if that's one of the things that's holding you back, then download the app because it'll do it for you. Yeah. I'm just like... I will caption my videos and it won't be like the whole sentence. Like you can just like highlight, like just bullet yeah. point your captions. They don't have to be like every single word. Um, Cause I realize that when I'm doing stories, I say, so, and so this and that, like, you don't need to actually type that. Just like do the bullet right. points if you want. 
doesn't yeah, have to be exactly. that difficult. You're searching yeah. for like the little gifts to put on there anyway. So now you can <laughs> caption it. Exactly. I love those gifts. Is it gif or gif? That's like the I say gif. I say gif too. I think I actually go between the two. Jif is like jiffy peanut butter and it's spelled with a J. Okay, so now I'm only going to think of that. So I'm going to say gift from now on. There you That's go. a good point. You're welcome. <laughs> but another thing is like creating a story flow. Yeah. A lot of people like to hop on their stories. And if they are brave enough to show their face, mm-hmm. which I highly encourage you to do because mm-hmm. you'll start to get more engagement There are that so way. many filters to use if you're yes. like feeling like garbage. Like <laughs> eyelash filter is my jam. I, so yeah, good. I saw you post with that one lately. And I only knew about the Kylie Jenner one. And which I was like, ooh. Oh, this one's next level. I need to try it. (laughs) But more than that, some people will hop on their stories and they'll show their face for like 10 to 15 dots. And that's a little overwhelming sometimes. So um, I like to try and remind people to break it up a little bit. So maybe do a photo of your workspace, do a shot of your to-do list, do a little boomerang of you with your copy and then hop on and give them like three to four points of what you're doing today or whatever announcement you have for them. And then go back to, it could be like, if you're sharing somebody else's quote onto your stories and like, don't forget to tag them so they can repost it. That's another big thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're trying to grow your account, reposting is huge. And a lot of that can be done in stories too. It's just simply tag different brands in your stories, whether Mm -hmm. the local businesses, or even if there's someone like Gymshark, you never know until you tag them, if they'll repost and you could get more of an audience that way too. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. One of my favorite ways to break up stories also is screen recording on my phone. So like scrolling through your sales page or like your shop or whatever, like a tutorial even on like your recipe or whatever, like hit that little record button and record something for like 15 seconds and it will be like a whole slot on stories. And yeah. Or even just turning your camera around. Like, I mean, if it's yeah. your face and then literally shooting the other direction, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Right. And turning it back around, even if it's the same story, the yeah. break, people get so bored. I'm like, are you still tired? I'm tired of looking at your face. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love, love your guys' dynamic so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. And I mean, I know that if you use the little like stickers and polls and whatever, that yeah. Instagram also really likes that. Yeah. Or the hashtags and locations. Like, I always forget the hashtags. I do yeah. locations, but I literally, I'll post a whole series and be like, I was kind of had these all hashtags prepared, <laughs> but like I follow hashtags on Instagram now, but I don't think still that I've like, they come up in the same spot they'll, when you're like, they'll come up in stories at the top. If you follow certain hashtags, depending on what they right. are, but a lot oh. of people don't do it enough. And right. so they're not really there. Yeah. Um, but if you do do it, like for instance, I follow like Aldi finds, Aldi haul, Aldi. That's a thing? Oh, yeah. And there's an Aldi nerd Facebook group, which is the most hilarious place <laughs> on the internet. I love it so much. It's one of my hobbies. Please send me the link for that. <laughs> we love Aldi's. <laughs> I wanted to share a tip, though, that I've just been noticing that people are doing regarding hashtags. So whether you're using them on stories or in your feed, I think we forget that... So like all of a sudden, because I even made this mistake when I started making like clay jewelry and I was like figuring out new hashtags to use, all of a sudden, all I was seeing in my feed and all who were following me were other clay artists, not (laughs) necessarily people who wanted to buy clay jewelry. Mm -hmm. And so I like actually took a look at my hashtags and the hashtags that I'm using are ones that maybe I can follow for inspiration, but not appropriate to use on my stuff if Mm -hmm. I'm wanting people to actually buy my shit. And so like pay attention to your hashtags. Are they great community hashtags literally for you to follow 
as Mm -hmm. you to learn or meet new friends in your same industry, but they're not the right ones that your audience, your people are going to buy from you are actually looking at to follow. Yeah. Like yours might actually like the more valuable ones might be style related ones. Right. Right. Shopping. Um, like, like, I'm not a fashion person. I know. I know. I've had to look on like all of our stylist friends. So I'm like, what is OTD? I know. I know now. <laughs> it's confusing at first. It's okay. We'll give you that. <laughs> but yeah, so I've had to curate like I have a section of hashtags for that. If I want to like find other clay makers and then a set of hashtags for people who buy my last hashtag tip, and then I'll stop sharing my own tips. Um, (laughs) We share about this with our audience a lot, but it's worth bringing up because there's always someone who doesn't know. If you guys are not using text replacement for your hashtags, you are not living in the right time zone. Like seriously. So century in the right century in the right decade. What's the phrase? <laughs> Era? I don't know. I'm You're like, not in the right time zone. It's fine. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> what she means is type a short little like a shortcut phrase. Go like into your words. settings. Go to your keyboard settings. Mm-hmm. This is just for iPhone. If you have a worthless phone that's not an iPhone, I don't know how to do this. So just Google it. But you can like, do it. For but the you can. But go into settings, go into keyboard, go into text replacement. And you can literally type all of your hashtags out and then type a shortcut for your phrase. Don't make it a word that you actually type on a regular basis, like misspell <laughs> a word or something. But then you literally just type this short word. Like I will type arts with a Z instead of an S. And it's one of my shortcuts for like art yeah. related. Hashtags. Yeah. You can also do this in later. So we use later to schedule posts when we actually post stuff on our feed, which is not very often, but theoretically you can create hashtag groups and name them. So if you have certain kinds of content that you're using repeatedly, you could save them as a group. I recommend like refreshing them every so often because mm-hmm. I noticed for a while we were using the same ones for like two years and then yeah. it was just, it was just all the same people all the time. It was just mm-hmm. our photos. <laughs> well, but anyways, too. we're not the expert here. <laughs> no, no, are you I, kidding me? You guys are such experts. I was going <laughs> to ask, okay, so I know you and I'm sure Emily and I can come up with examples, but like the idea of starting a movement or having things that are almost like a trendy to watch the thing go down. So talk to me about what that might look like. This ties really well into the hashtag conversation actually. So it's perfect because just like how we're talking about how we follow certain hashtags on our feed, that is a really great way to start a movement or a wider community that you can get engaging with not only you, but with each other. So one example of this is Airy Real. Like they started a movement by like everybody is a real body. You know, all of a sudden everybody was using their hashtag and tagging them and it just blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you think of something that can align really well with your brand that caters to your audience and something that they believe in, maybe it's some way that they can give back through purchasing a session or a product with you. Maybe it's just building a community through a specific hashtag that they can follow and get to know other people. Like I know there are certain hashtags for women who are going through IV 
IVF or miscarriages. And that's where they can find a space to be able to connect with other people who have been through it. And so think of something that really... um, speaks to your heart and your brands that you know your audience would want to be a part of and then create a specific hashtag for it. And then you can go ahead and create certain challenges. You can create specific story templates. So for example, I'm beginning to start a movement with my brand where the hashtag is that's what I call confident because confidence is a very core part of my branding. I'm a boudoir photographer. I do branding sessions for entrepreneurs. I talk to them about marketing and confidence is a very core part of it. Like a lot of people, women especially, don't always feel confident in themselves or what they're doing. And so that is a space that I am trying to fill. And one way is by creating this movement of that's what I call confident, where sometimes I'll give them little challenges of like, can you go for a walk for 20 minutes today and just get some fresh air and some sunshine? And then, you know, take a video or a snapshot of you, post it on your stories, tag me and use the hashtag. Or it could be like, what is something that you can do today or this week that's going to get you a little bit outside of your comfort zone that will make you feel more confident, whether it's in life or in yourself or in your business, and then use the hashtag and tag me in your post. And if people are following the hashtag, then they can start to connect with each other. It starts to push my brand out into a larger community. And it's just a really great way to build off of momentum and create community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Well, I want to touch on this other aspect of it's not really a movement so much as it's like it's almost like creating viral content mm-hmm. and I know it's hard to do. I know like it's almost unpredictable whether it's going to take off or not, but you just never know. And so I'm going to give you three examples of three accounts that kind of blew up seemingly overnight because I think I can guess one of them. Okay. Seemingly overnight because of how they were sharing and what they were sharing. So the first one is, I feel like she was probably already popular and I just didn't hear of her until this happened. But if you guys followed fashion ambitious or ambitious, I don't know how it's spelled. I'm not, I'm not a fashion person. Okay. But her fiance took her on this wild journey from California to the East Coast and to Paris, where he ultimately engaged, like, asked her to marry her and then married her on Instagram. Dang. It was, like, a week-long thing, like, hundreds of thousands of people (laughs) following along. I know. And honestly, that felt like a giant media stunt to me. So I like, I get where you're like, I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm not doing that. that. (laughs) But you just never know what might happen if you're yourself. So this other woman I know, her name's Abby. She calls herself Carol, which it's funny if you know what I'm talking about, but Abby got a really bad haircut, like a really, really bad haircut. And she just thought it was hysterical. And so she just started sharing about how she basically looked like an 80-year-old woman running for president. And she called herself Carol for president. And it took off. And she got like 40,000 followers in like two days. And now she made a music video yesterday because she doesn't take herself very seriously. And she's wearing a muumuu. And like, she's living her best life. She gave away Jonas Brothers tickets like last week just because she I did. don't understand. The and please send me her account. <laughs> so funny. But like, she didn't take herself seriously at all. And I know she wasn't a business trying to do this, but you just never know what's going to take off. 
the, the other guy I was going to mention, he likes to embarrass his children. <laughs> <laughs> and he started dressing up as different characters on his carpool, and he's taking his middle school daughter to school <laughs> as Mary Sloppins and oh singing, singing no dudes from the musical. No, oh the one God. that I was gonna come up with, I feel like, is much more in your guys's <laughs> range of skill sets. Uh, <laughs> You guys have heard or you follow Enneagram and Coffee, Sarah sure. Jane Case. She did not have this Instagram account like for very long. I don't even know if it's a year old at this point. And within like weeks, weeks, like over 100,000 followers, 200, I think she's at like half a million followers right now. And it's truly because she nerds out on Enneagram and she started posting what we all love, right? About personality stuff. And it just took off. So it can be stuff that's like educational and memes and words. Like it doesn't have to be you doing a stunt to go viral. (laughs) It doesn't have to be you doing a stunt. I think if you take yourself less seriously, there's a lot of opportunity there. Now, if you're not a funny person like that. If you're not funny. (laughs) Uh, There's still hope for you. You just need to find a different avenue. (laughs) You just might need to take a little more seriously. Because those three scenarios literally make me sick to my stomach. And I could give a shit what people think, but I would (laughs) never, ever. It's fine. Sharing a bad haircut? Really? Why? Well, I wouldn't get a bad haircut because my person's amazing. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whatever. It's making a music video. Like, my fear then is like, I go viral and I have 40,000 people. I'm like, okay, cool. Bye. This was fun. This was fun. See ya. (laughs) But like, that's the thing. Like, if you just look at it as an experiment, no matter what it is, it takes so much pressure off. So just have fun with it. Who cares? Like, then move on. And your stories go away in 24 hours. So you don't have to save them as a highlight. You are embarrassed. Like, just move on. I don't know. You can archive stuff. It was, if it was just super bad, you know? If it was just super bad. Um, okay, let's wrap this up. Yeah. And I would love to hear some strategies, some action steps for you so people can take away and maybe like give themselves a little refresh or audit today on their feed and in their stories. What are three to five things that people can think about, look at, and kind of check off within their own Instagram account? Okay, so let's talk about your bio. Can we do that? Yeah. Is that a good action step to start with. Yeah. Um, okay, so a lot of people or Okay. I keep saying a lot of people forget. Everyone (laughs) forgets. (laughs) Listen up people. No. So where you can type in what your name is on your account, you can have a lot of fun with that. So instead of just putting your name, mine says you can call me Joe. And now everybody calls me Joe on my account because it's a way for them to feel more personal. It's like relaxed. Like, Hey, we're already friends, but you could also do that where you put your name and then a slash and whatever your profession is. So my friend, Sam, she has Sam website designer. And so that way your name is also searchable. So people can search for your name or for an occupation and your profile might pop up when they're looking for somebody else and then they see yours and it's more appealing to them. So that's a really great thing to do too. Yeah. I 
I'm a very big advocate for making sure that your location is listed. For me as a photographer, like I like to collaborate with other people or find people that I can work with. And sometimes I can't tell if they're in Bloomington or Indianapolis and I have to like dig for it or just straight up ask them. And so having your location listed is really great to be able to get yourself out there, especially for locals that you could be having really good opportunities with. Yeah. Just getting in there and DMing people back, responding to comments on your post within the first 30 minutes that you share a post is like, that's like the most critical time to get the most engagement out of it. And when people comment, if you keep the conversation going by asking them another question, then Instagram really loves that because it's like similar to the whole saving idea where it'll start pushing that post out in front of other people because Instagram can see that you're actually here for the social connection and not for something else. Yeah. And Um, I've already seen the results of that to where if there's a lot of comments on a post, like it gets significantly more likes than something that doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And then the last thing I would say is just make sure that you choose a really good profile photo. If you're a photographer, don't be posting a photo of a camera. Show your face, you know, and like make it something where people can see who you are and then try not to change it every two weeks. So that way people get used to, you know, when they see your icon at the top for stories, they're like, oh, that's uh, Abigail's. I want to go see what she's up to today. See those recipes. (laughs) I try to leave mine for like six months at least because I have that facial recognition on Facebook to where I'm like, who is this person commenting here? But just exactly their profile picture. I just don't know who they are. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that. That was super helpful. Can you let everyone know where they can hang out with you and maybe follow you on Instagram? Yeah, totally. Um, Obviously, Instagram is one of my favorite places to hang out. So you can find me there at Joelle Elizabeth Photo. Um, That's how you can find me. And my website is JoelleElizabeth.com if you want to find me there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. This has been fun. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.